1: We begin
2: First Strike, First Look right here on Visa. I'm your host, Dave Ross, joined once again by Nick Kalikas, the man who sets those numbers in combat sports at Circus Sportsbook. You can follow Nick, as I do, on Twitter, at Fight Odds. Nick, great to have you back on First Strike, First Look here on a Tuesday as we look ahead to Calvin Cater against Josh Emmett. Uh, Should be a pretty good main event here coming up in Texas on Saturday, but before we get to Emmett and cater and the rest of that deep card, let's look back at UFC 275 very quickly. We've talked a lot about the judging, a lot about the scoring, but we saw some incredible fights, two of them that did not need to go to the scorecards out of the final three fights, but one that did. And I want to start there with Valentina Shevchenko. She retains her belt in a split decision victory against Taya Santos. Mm-hmm. How did the books make out? And what'd you make of that judging in that uh, co-main event of the evening?
3: Well, overall for the event, it was a successful event for us. Uh, Circa did profit. It was a decent uh, card from top to bottom. This specific fight, though, Shevchenko and Santos, we did end up losing a little bit on this fight the way it played out. Um, of course, we needed Shevchenko, parlay Buster, and, and Santos fought really well, man. I thought she did enough to mm-hmm. win. I thought I gave it to her 3-2. to two. But again, it's one of those situations that it was a very competitive fight, so it wasn't one of the ugliest decisions we've seen, put it that way.
2: No, it was not, but I was right there with you on my card. I had sent us winning that fight as well. Three three rounds to two. But hey, sometimes when you are the champion, when you're Valentin of Shevchenko, you might get the benefit of the doubt here by the judges. That's the way that one played out. I know not I I'm assuming that the book didn't take a whole lot of hits on Yuri Perhashka getting a fifth round submission victory. I mean, maybe the <laughs> longest long shot on the board, right, Nick? We had it 30 to one. And,
3: and you know what? I inflated that line on purpose because I was thinking to myself, there's no way, even even if you clubs and subs, <laughs> like I didn't think it was going to happen. Right. I, I just didn't. Uh, so that was amazing. That was probably one of the most surprising endings to me that I've seen in a long time because, you know, Glover's jujitsu game is just world class. But in that situation, the way that fight played out, craziness it was such a good, good fight. So, yeah, I was very shocked by the submission win for sure. But I mean, as far as the finish goes, man, it could have finished so many different times back and forth. What a great fight.
2: Yeah, I thought both fighters could have won it five different ways. <laughs> Maybe some. Uh, so they're, they're going to look back, and I'm sure that Clover DeCher is going to look back in the final mm-hmm. minute of the fifth round and go, how in the world did I lose this fight? looks like he would have won on the scorecards, but it doesn't get to the cards, as Brahashka is now the new light heavyweight champion of the world. And, of course, Weili Zhang uh, gets uh, another victory against Joanna Janjacek, and Joanna did retire after that fight. So what an incredible night we saw. At UFC 275, going to be a tough act to follow here uh, down in Texas. But Calvin Cater against Josh Emmett. Uh, Emmett, this is a pretty interesting battle. Emmett right now, almost two dollars in the comeback. Cater, a solid two plus dollar favorite here. How do you handicap this potential five-round matchup here? And what are you seeing so far from a, a betting perspective?
3: This is a tough fight, especially at the betting window, I think, for a lot of people out there. We opened at minus 210 for Cater, the comeback around plus uh, 180 on the other side for Emmett. Now, right now, it's minus 220 for Cater, the comeback plus 190. And again, it's more parley actions. We haven't got hit significantly either way on this fight yet. But as far as matchups go, it is very intriguing. Obviously, Cater has the takedown defense. He should be able to stifle Emmett's wrestling. And then on the feet, both these guys are very successful and they like to stand and bang, right? So Emmett has that explosive knockout power. But Cater is and should be the better striker here, should be able to outpoint and land his own damage along the way as well. So that's why you're seeing Cater as a solid two to one favorite, because I do believe most people think this fight will stay up on the feet. And if it does, even though it's going to have its moments for Emmett, I think more people think that Cater is the better striker in this spot.
2: You know what's surprising, because I'm right there with you when you kind of break down how we think this fight's going to go here, first strike, first look on a Tuesday. And you look at the total rounds for a potential five-round, it it is a main event, obviously non-title bout. The over... Four and a half rounds, and I know it's a lighter weight class here, uh, minus a dollar forty. So really expecting this fight to go to the judges' uh, scorecards here, that under, it's it's not a lot of plus money. But boy, you're getting a lot of time to get a finish here. We know the finishing capabilities of a Calvin Cater. Uh, what do you make of that? Do you think you're going to see some action come in potentially on that under at a plus, plus price tag right now?
3: Yeah, it looks to be trending that way already. I mean, the market out there has about 4.5 over 50, four and a half over 45, but it opened a little bit higher. So it looks like the overall betting community right now early on is taking a bite on the under 4.5 rounds at that plus money. I don't blame them. It, it is hard. I mean, you would think both these guys are – Pretty durable. You know, both these guys, you know what you're getting. Their conditioning is there as well. So there's not too much of a concern for these guys to kind of let you down and not make it to the cards. But again, what you're saying, I mean, the firepower both ways. These guys are elite type of strikers for this weight class. And again, Emmett, all it takes is one shot from him. Cater has that finishing ability as well. So it's probably more of an underplay than an overplay, I think, for most people. And I agree with it. I wouldn't lay the chalk on the over either.
2: Yeah, and again, my buddy Ricardo Lamas knows firsthand the power of Calvin Cater and that right hand that he can bring from Boston. So that's going to be a very interesting main event. This card is very right. deep with a lot of veterans, too, Nick. Uh, when you look at the Cowboy back in action against Joe Lozon, this is a fight that was supposed to come off about a month ago. I had to be backed up here with Cowboy getting uh, sick on fight night here, and he's back into this role here. What do you make of these two legends that I feel like future Hall of Famers? and Are you seeing the money come in on Cowboy so far?
3: Man, this has been such a weird fight because, I mean, obviously, both these guys are past, you know, their prime in their careers. It's a great matchup, I think, for fans out there that have been following both of their careers. I think this is a good point. To have them kind of meet you know and see what they got left or whatnot so I think it's a very competitive matchup you should go back and forth the funny thing is last time we had this line offered before Cerrone pulled out with the illness it got steamed up to around minus 200 so the line originally Mm -hmm. opened around minus 300 it got bet down and then on fight day Cerrone did get the respect from a lot of sharps out there and the line went up towards minus 200 now since then the line reopened a little bit it it opened around the 200 spot and the money's been coming in on Lozon and us at Circa as well we got uh, sharp action immediately on Lozon so it looks like the trend right now has changed a little bit and Lozon is taking more of the respect from the sharp betters out there.
2: That is very interesting to me because again, you mentioned the Cowboy now about a, a minus dollar sixty favorite when it was over two dollars and nothing has changed but a little bit of time. So, right. very interesting to see that money move. Let's see how that moves when we talk on First Strike uh, on Friday. Tim Means, another veteran, going back in there against Kevin Holland. Holland, you can understand why with his length and very difficult fighter here. He's over a two fifty favorite. Uh, Tim Means, a, a plus two dollar comeback here, plus two ten. I'm seeing in some places. Are you seeing any underdog action? Are they waiting on Kevin Holland to become who we all think Kevin Holland will be?
3: Well, we're seeing some underdog action for sure. When you have a name like Tim means and you've delivered like he has in the octagon, I think it's hard not to like him as an underdog, right? You see plus money next to his name. It's intriguing for sure. But, the sharper bets and the sharper, heavier action has been coming in on Holland with us. We got hit at minus 225, and now we're sitting around minus 280-ish, I believe, at circa, Let me take a quick glance. Yeah, it's around minus 280. The comeback on Means is now plus 235, so we're definitely respecting that sharper action that came in on the Holland side, and stylistically, it should be a pretty good matchup for him at 170 pounds, right? I think he's getting to the point of his career where, even though a lot of people think he has a flawed ground game, it's hard to take him down, a lot harder than people think, and then on the ground, he's, he's not a fish out of water. I think he has the ability to survive, get back up, and make make life miserable, especially for a guy like Tim Means, which, again, he's in a spot in his career, I think, where he's not really in his prime. I think Holland continues to improve and get better fight by fight, so we're going to see him kind of shine in this spot here. He's going to have many opportunities, I think, to finish this fight against Tim Means, so I agree with the sharp action coming in on the Holland side. I'm not telling everybody to go out there and lay almost three to one now, though. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you miss the boat at minus 220-ish, you probably should stay away at this point.
2: You know, it's amazing when you look up and down this card, you see Court McGee is back out there as a small favorite against Jeremiah Wells. He's minus a dollar twenty. You see Eddie Wineland's back in there against Cody Stamen. He's a huge underdog, almost 4-1 to one betting underdog here uh, against Eddie Wineland. And Phil Hawes is back in there against uh, Deron Wynn. Uh, Adrian Yanez is on this card. You open it up with Dawkins against Roman Delice. I mean, it's a really deep card, Nick. Uh, very quickly, is there another fight that you're already starting to see a lot of Uh, action come in on.
3: Yeah, you know what? It's the Kelly Yanis fight. You know what? That Mm. fight is A banger for sure. It's going to be so fun. I'm looking forward to it. There's no question about it. And we've seen some sharp action hit both sides of this thing so far. So early on, we got a bite on Kelly from a sharp group that we respected for sure. We dropped the line. Then we're getting a lot of buyback on Yannis, and we already got most of that money back and more some. So I really believe that this is going to be fireworks. I think we're going to have a lot of conflicting opinions out there because Tony Kelly is not as popular as Yannis right now. And in fact, his coaching with KGB Lee recently kind of put him in the spotlight in a negative way as well. So I think some fans Mm -hmm. are going to just want this guy to kind of lose right now because he might not be uh you know uh, on their best i guess on their best list at this moment in time but as far as actual matchup goes that these guys both like to stand and strike and they're both fantastic strikers so i I think we are going to see it kind of go back and forth we do have the best price right now on yen as it looks like market-wide or at least one of the best prices around minus 285 or so the market out there there's some 300 so this fight will continue to get a lot of heavy action i think both ways
2: yeah, you're definitely seeing some uh, some varying of opinions there. But, again, that's why you got to shop around And Circus Sportsbook. Uh, always has fantastic fight numbers that you put up there each and every week, Nick. Hey, appreciate it as always, my friend. Uh, I'll see you on First Strike on Friday. Uh, but appreciate you having, having on the time here to do First Strike, First Look today. No problem. Looking forward to it. There he is, everybody. Nick Kalikas. Follow him on Twitter again, at Fight Oz. Thanks for listening to First Strike, First Look. We'll see you on Friday back on Decent
1: for First Strike.